Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Patience of the Spirit of God and His, uh, His willingness to press this upon us. Uh, if, listen, if, if you don't have faith, you've never been saved. But you know, Jesus was teaching the disciples concerning faith and said, if you had faith, but as the grain of a mustard seed, you could say to a mountain, be you removed and cast into the sea, and it would be so. Now, it's a concept that's foreign to our minds, and it's because we operate on such low levels of faith. But how, pray, that God would awaken our heart tonight, that in all that he's been trying to do over the past several weeks, as he's reminded us again and again through different messages of the importance of faith, that we would grab hold to the power in this. Listen, the the Bible said that with God, all things are possible. And yet we live in finite, uh, compacted minds that are simply bound by the impossible. And yet God, the the God of all things is living right in our hearts. So it's it's an indictment on our own faith. And I'll speak to myself and, and certainly not drag you into it. Maybe all of you are of great faith. And if so, I'm, I'm tickled to death for it uh, and that you'll pray for me. But I do want more faith. <laughs> I do want better faith. I want to be stronger. And listen, as the day approaches, we're going to need this. There are going to be times that you're just going to have to trust God because there won't be anything else to trust in. All hope at sometimes, uh, certainly as we see it approaching, could be gone. And yet God is our hope. And we found that through this. I want to want to read tonight from Hebrews chapter number 11. I'm just going to begin tonight where uh, we left off and going to read uh, verse number 28 through 30. And that'll be our text. We'll do our best to give you what he's give us and be done. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians attempting to do were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Father, thank you for your word. Uh, We lay before you this vessel praying above everything you would fill us and empty us. I pray for the word to be opened to our hearts. Father, it's your word that changes us, but I realize also there's a responsibility in us to open our hearts to your word. For those, God, that are struggling with doing that very thing, may your precious spirit of conviction crack it open for us. May it just break open our heart that we might receive your truth. Change us with this, we humbly pray. We pray for the unction of your spirit, God, for the freedom that only you can provide us now. We trust you for this as we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. There is a lot said in Hebrews chapter number 11 about Abraham and certainly a lot throughout the scriptures about the faith of Abraham. He believed God, and we find that wrote, uh, the Apostle Paul even wrote about it in Romans chapter 4, and that this faith in God was imputed to him for righteousness. Now, it wasn't works, and that's what Paul was trying to get across to the Romans. 
is that it wasn't by works that Abraham was uh, righteous or saw righteous before God, but it was by his faith. And uh, we'll try to look at a few things tonight concerning Abraham. But in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, Moses is dealt with in, in several verses, such a powerful chapter of of men and women of faith that gave themselves for the glory of God and did things that that were extraordinary because they believed God, because they trusted God. And this is a chapter that when you read it, it ought to encourage and inspire us at the same time, even though when we look at ourselves in the mirror of the Word, we, we, we recognize that we're not as big as we thought we were. And we begin to see as we look at these giants of faith uh, like Abraham and Noah and Moses and, and these men of God that seemingly they had such grand faith that allowed them to do things that were extraordinary. What we have to be reminded of is that they were just men. They were men and women just like you and me. They weren't special or extraordinary in any way. They were men and women just like us. And yet what was extraordinary was their willingness to believe God in spite of everything else. We find here in verse number 28, as I want to continue and try to finish this thought tonight, uh, the fruits of faith. I want you to think in verse 28, 28 of what we find occurred in Moses' life as it says, through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. I want to think about this fruit tonight and uh, one more, but this fruit specifically, and that's obedience. And we think today that obedience is simply a means of discipline, that obedience is something, something we just make ourselves do. And as pertains to the Word of God, we just strap on our boots real tight and we just go at it and we just try our best to do what it is that God's called us to do. But may I say today that real obedience is a product of faith. It's what comes from believing God. It's what comes from trusting the Word of God and knowing what the Word of God says. All of these things are necessary. All of these things are important. But when it comes right down to it, Moses believed God. And because he believed God, he was willing to step out and he was willing to go through with the children of Israel and said, listen, you better kill that lamb just as it was said. You better take the blood of that lamb and you better put it over the doorpost and upon the lentils. He said, because what God... God said, God's going to do. And that's the point of it tonight, is that when we believe the Word of God and when we exercise faith in the Word of God, friend, it'll push us into those places where we simply do what God said to do. Now, in all of these things, we have a responsibility. I get that part. And you'll find that in the Word of God that we're in, in, in verse number 7 when the Bible said that by faith Noah, who was moved with fear, here's what the Bible said. It said that that he moved with fear and prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Listen, he believed God and he knew what God was going to do. A friend was to bring water upon this earth in such a way that would destroy everything. But I want you to know it was the faith of, Moses, of Noah that made him go forward and build that ark. He was obedient to the word of God because he believed God himself. Now I believe today that each one of us can be moved by that same faith and we 
we can have an obedience that is generated in our heart that causes us to step out for Christ and to do the things that God has called us to do. But you won't do it if you don't believe it. I don't know anybody that'll go right uh, forward and, and obey and do the things if they don't believe in them. You can't hardly get anybody today, amen, to step out in faith, to simply do what God said for them to do. Listen, obedience is a product of faith today and when we believe God, we'll follow God. What we need today in our churches is this fruit of faith, this obedience. An obedience that says, you know what? God said it and I'm going to do it. God said it and I don't need to debate it. God said it. Listen to me back here. Pay attention. Hey, 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 hey. Look up here. God said if we're going to have faith, He'll produce obedience in us. All of these things are necessary. And brother, you're not going to make it out of here without faith because the only way that you get to go to heaven is by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when we have faith in our heart, obedience will follow. What you find here is that Noah Noah did what God said to do because he believed God. If Noah hadn't believed in God, he'd have never built that ark and his house would have been lost forevermore. What we need to recognize Friend, is the more faith we have, the more obedience to God we'll have. We need to wake up and recognize that faith is necessary. And if your faith is weak tonight, listen, we can get more faith. The Bible said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And every one of us have opportunity to hear the word of God three times a week. We can pick up the word of God on YouTube. We can pick up the word of God here and there. Friend, we're not absent of the word of God. We have Bibles in every house. We have Bibles that we can open up. The word of God is what brings faith in you. And if you don't have faith, you're going to die lost without God. What we need in this world today is more obedience. But friend, I'm asking us to look deeper tonight because obedience will come when we truly begin to believe God. Now, if you don't believe God, you won't obey God. And that's the issue. We need more faith. We need a willingness in our own heart to do what God said. Here's what he said for Abraham. And being not weak in the faith, this is Romans chapter four again. And Now, this was Abraham He said, in being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Notice what he said about Abraham. He said, when God came to Abraham, he said, I'm going to give you a son. Now, at this point, Abraham was a hundred years old and Sarah was 90. The Bible said when Sarah heard it, she just laughed God challenged her on that. But you know what? Abraham believed God. And according to the apostle Paul, it said that he staggered not. You know what that means? That means he was willing and obedient. He believed God to the point that whatever God said, God would do. And brother, if we believed God that way, we'd be obedient as well. Part of the reason that people won't come to the house of God is they don't believe God. Part of the reason that they won't serve God on the job is because they don't believe God. Part of the reason they won't obey the things God said to do is because they don't believe God. You say, how do you know? Because, brother, if you believe God and you believe what his word says, then you'll do what he said to do. You can't tell me today that somebody, a friend that believes in God and don't do the word of God, friend, that's a faith that's dead because it don't have the works. James said, without the works, your faith is dead. People need faith, but faith produces something. Listen, there's mandates throughout Scripture. 
There are things that we're to do and things that we're not to do. And you know what? I go through trying to do the things I'm supposed to do and not do the things I, I, I'm not supposed to do. You say, how come? Because I believe God. I, I actually believe <laughs> that God still punishes the people. Uh, it's called chastening. And the Bible said those that he loved, he'll chasten me. Because he loves me, he's going to whip me. Because he loves me, he ain't going to put up with my foolishness. He ain't going to put up with my disrespect. He ain't going to put up with my unwillingness. He ain't going to put up with my sorry attitudes. He ain't going to put up with bad language. He ain't going to put up with pornography. He ain't going to put up with anything else because he said not to do it. I'm supposed to believe what he said. And in believing it, I obey what he said. Now, we need a country today that's, that's got more faith. Faith to the point that we believe God that if we live a certain way, we're going to get a certain result. Listen, it oughtn't to be strange or a foreign concept that a man reaps what he sows. If you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap of the flesh corruption. I don't care who you are. Don't make any difference where you come from, what your thoughts are, what you think about me. Doesn't make any difference. The word of God is forever settled in heaven. He ain't asking your opinion, what he said he meant. And you'll either believe it and and be saved or you'll die lost without God in unbelief. But brother, when you've got faith in God, you'll start doing the things of God. Now, there's some things he's told us to do. And you know why we do them? Because we believe God. Now, God's not a taskmaster. God's not up there cracking a whip. God's got not not his thumb on people just pressing them and oppressing them down. No, that's not the God that I serve. As a matter of fact, I think he's he's the most wondrous thing I know. And friend, I ain't never been the same since I met him. And his love for me is beyond compare. And what he's done for me, I couldn't start today and finish my life without telling you all of it. Friend, he's a wonderful God. And he's been gracious to save a wretch like me, a worthless nothing like me. God was willing to reach down below the bottom and save me. But brother, with that comes a faith. And that faith in my heart says, you know what? This God has required some things of you. And because you believe God, I try to do those things. Abraham didn't stagger at God. God told him, he said, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Abraham said, yes, sir, I believe that. And God did it. God did it. Now, you can find the opposite of this in King Saul. The Bible said that the first king of Israel, Saul, who was given a responsibility to go into that, that Gilgal to destroy every one of them. God said, don't leave man or beast. Male or female, woman or child, don't make it. God wanted every one of them destroyed. Now, that was God's business. They were, they were, they were God haters, and they lived contrary to God. And I'll tell you right now, when he sent King Saul in there and the children of Israel, his word to King Saul was to kill every one of them. You know what they did? They went in there, and they saved the sheep. They saved the best oxen. They saved the best asses. They saved the best gold and the silver. They gathered up all those things, and they hauled them back into Israel. And the old prophet of God went down there, and he said, Saul, he said, why didn't you do what God said to do? And Saul told him, he said, I did. He said, I did what God said. He said, then what's all the bleeding of this sheep in my ears? I hear these sheep around here making racket. Where'd they come from? If you did everything God said to do, God said, destroy it all. So Saul began to back up then. He said, oh, it was the people. It was the people. It was their fault. Let me read you what the Bible said, though. 
And it came to pass after these things. But let me find it. And it came to pass for Saul. Where'd it go? There it is. First Samuel 15. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings as sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. Now, that's a familiar part of the Scripture, but listen to what he said next. For rebellion is the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is his iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Now, You say, what's that got to do with what we're hearing tonight? Listen, because he had rejected the word of the Lord, which meant what? He didn't believe in it. He didn't believe what God said, or he would have done what God said. Now, if Saul had really believed God, he would have done what God said, and that was destroy everything. Listen, you and I have got a choice to make tonight. We have an opportunity to obey God, but listen, without faith, you're going to struggle to obey God. You're going to struggle to do them things that he has called you to do. What we need to do is get a greater vision of God and recognize that when we believe in God, he's able to help us. And in that, we'll begin to obey God because we believe his word. We believe it. And from that belief comes obedience. But we find in verse number 29 that a fruit of the spirit, a fruit of the faith is this. By faith, they pass through the Red Sea as by dry land. I'm in verse number 29, which the Egyptians attempting to do were drowned. I want you to think of this. Uh, the Bible said that by faith, they passed through the Red Sea as dry land. Now, I believe that faith produces also a confidence in the believer. The more that you believe God, the more confidence that you'll have towards God and toward those things that he's given you to do. Now, the Bible said by faith they passed through the Red Sea. Now, I I don't know if it's true or not, but I've heard tell that where they crossed the Red Sea, it wasn't a little shallow spot. No, it was well deep enough that it could drown an entire army. And yet... What we've learned, or at least what I've, what I've heard about it, was that it could have been as much as 2,000 feet deep right there. The water itself, whether it was or not, I don't know. But what I'm telling you is there was a wall on one side, according to the Bible, and there was a wall of water on the other side. Now, when he said wall, I believe it was something you could look way up and as far as you could see, there was water going up on both sides. And the Bible said that they crossed on dry ground. And the, and the children of Israel crossed on dry ground. Now, you can claim today, you can claim today not to have any kind of apprehension about that. But I'll tell you right now, if you was looking down the gully of a 2,000 foot wall of water on both sides, and what they were telling you is you got to walk right down in the middle of that. You just head right on down to the bottom of that 2,000 feet and bought that wall of water. You'd be a little bit concerned. I would be anyway. Amen. Because all it would take is one little, and you're in the bottom of that thing. You ain't coming out of there. And all of the Egyptians drowned in that water, by the way and here they were and and the Bible said that they went down in there all two million of them however many children of Israel there were they went down into the Red Sea they crossed on dry ground and they come out on the other side now you say how in the world can you do that I'll tell you when you believe what God said to do friend you'll have a little bit of confidence to then go and do it the Bible said they went down in there they came out on the other side by faith you see the faith is what gave them the confidence to do what God was bidding them to do. God was trying to rescue them and he did it through their own faith. 
He did it through their faith as they believed God. God said, I'm going to make a way for you. He told Moses, he said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And he rolled that water back. Every one of them watched God roll it back with the east wind. And the Bible said they all walked through there, came out on the other side perfectly fine. You say, how in the world do you have confidence like that to do things extraordinary in that manner? Listen, faith is what produces that confidence for you and me. Faith is what gives us the confidence to do the things that God is calling us to do. We all need more faith. And if we'll, if we'll do our best, friend, I believe God will give us faith. I believe if we'll expose ourselves to the Word of God. Here's what he said in 2 Timothy chapter 1. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, listen to what he said, and am persuaded that he is able to keep me against that day. He's able to keep that which I've committed unto him. He's able to perform what he has promised to perform. Listen, the faith in God will give you the confidence that the Apostle Paul was speaking of. When you have confidence in God, friend, you have faith in God. But if you don't have any faith in God, you don't have any confidence. It's not there. People need faith today. We discount it and discredit and we don't work on it and we don't expose ourselves to the Word of God to improve it and to grow it in our own lives. We don't come to the house of God seeking that very thing. But when we do, friend, God will increase your faith and the faith in God will produce confidence in you and me. We need confidence, by the way. We need confidence. Uh, Back to Abraham, the Bible said, who against hope, he believed in hope. Now, that's confidence in God, right? Who against hope, right? He didn't have any hope, but, but who against hope, he believed in hope. And that very thing is what produced God's promises and made them of effect in his own life. Here's what he said. And being fully persuaded, and I'm talking about Abraham still in Romans chapter number 4. He said, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. Who? God. What Abraham believed is what he promised, he was able to perform. That's confidence. Listen, how many of us today simply believe God for his word? Now, he's made a lot of statements. Right, he, he, He's made declarations to you and I that blow our mind. God has made promises to you and me through his word, friend, that, that when you think about it, it's a treasure unseen. And yet, in order for us to see it work, in order for us to see it happen in our lives, we have to believe God. And that absence of faith eliminates the fruit itself. When we don't believe God, we don't have confidence When we don't believe God, we don't have courage. When we don't believe God, we we don't have the obedience. We don't have the hope. We don't have the commitment. We don't have the zeal or the resolve. All of these things are fruits of faith. And if we believe God will have this fruit, Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Look at it in Genesis chapter 22. I'm still talking about Abraham, but when God was... When God came to Abraham and he told him, he said, he said, I want you to take your only son Isaac and I want you to take him up on the hill and I want you to offer him up for me as a sacrifice. You know what the Bible said in the, in the next verse? It says, and he arose early the next morning. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not looking forward to getting up early that morning. 
Right? That's probably one of those mornings I want to I wait just as long as I can. I want to put that off and procrastinate what God's... But, but that ain't what Moses, uh, Abraham did. The Bible said that the very next morning he got up early. I wonder if he slept at all that night. But he got up early and the Bible said he got the child and he got his servants and he got the wood and the fire and they headed toward the mountain of God. Faith produces confidence. Let's see if we can see it in work. The Bible said when they got to the mountain, they got the wood and the fire, and he put it on Isaac and the knife. The Bible said he told the servants, he said, stay here while me and the lad go worship. And he said, we'll come back to you. And that's faith right there that he was going to return. But they started up the mountain of God, and Isaac asked him a question. He said, Father, we've got the wood and we've got the fire. He said, but where's the sacrifice? And what was Abraham's response? He said, son, God will provide himself a lamb. (laughs) That's confidence. Where'd that confidence come from? His faith. He believed God. God had told him that through Isaac, the seed of that nation would be born and that every nation would be blessed by his seed. The Bible said that Abraham had received the promise of God that all the stars of heaven wouldn't even be in number to the children of of Abraham. And here Abraham believed God against hope. And it gave him confidence. He had confidence. Listen, The people of God need some confidence today. Oh, my goodness, how much better would it be if we just had a little confidence, not in ourselves, but in Him? That we just believe that what He's promised, He's able to do. That the very things that He has promised to you and I, the very things that He has entrusted in His precious Word that are, that are meant to be those foundational doctrines and pillars that, that save us and, and lift us up and protect us and provide for us every day. He said it's by faith. By faith. And with that faith, we have confidence in God. The Apostle Paul went as far as to say, and I read it, he said, and I'm persuaded See, that's confidence. I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. There is a confidence that we have in God. But listen, if you don't believe God, you won't have it. You can't have confidence in God apart from faith itself. Let's look at the last verse, verse number 30. We'll stop here. This is not a fruit of the faith, but it's a result of it. It's not a fruit of the faith, it's a result of it. And I want us to look at it in that light quickly. The Bible said, by faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Do you know when you do the things that God said to do, there will always be victory. Think, Think about that. By faith comes victory. Now ultimately, we can think about that within our own selves. By faith, one of these days, I'm going to make it to the end of this journey. And when I get to the end of it, I win. Right, regardless of what the world thinks, regardless of what the world says, when I get to the end of this world, I ain't dying. I'm going on to a better place. You say, I believe that. And because of that, I've got confidence in what's going to happen. And because of that, I can assure you that the victory is coming for me. 
But here's what we know. The victory came to the children of Israel. God told them, he said, hey, he said, do what I say. I want you to march around that thing one time for six days. On the seventh day, you march around it seven times and you blow that trumpet and you all shout. And the Bible said they did what God said to do. And when they did, they saw the victory by faith. By faith, they saw the walls of Jericho fall down. Now, there's going to be victories in our lives. And you say, preacher, what's the, what's the heart of a victory? It's faith in God, right? Because there's not a battle he can't win. There, there's not a struggle he can't, he can't out, outdo for you. There's not anything in your life that God can't fix that is broke or wrong. God is able to do all of these, th- these things in us. But what he requires of us is that we believe. When the man brought his son to Jesus and he said, you disciples couldn't heal him. And, and he asked him, he said, how long has he been this way? And he said, since a child. And Jesus asked him a simple question. He said, do you believe I can do it? And the man looked at him and he said, I believe, he said, but help my unbelief. He said, I got to confess that there's, prob- there's probably some doubt in there. You, your men couldn't do it. Nobody else could do it. He's been like this since a child. I haven't seen any kind of hope up to this point. I believe, he said, but help my unbelief. Listen, the very catalyst that brings us to the place of confidence and the, fa- the, the very moment when we can experience the victory of God in our life, it comes through faith. It comes through faith. The very instant that man said, I believe, but help my unbelief, the Bible said that the the Lord spoke and told the demon to come out of the child, and it did. He was healed. Brand new. I don't believe he ever had that affliction again. He was made, made whole. That was victory in that house. That was victory in that house. The Bible said when Jerry said, come to the Lord, and I'm going to close right here. Vicky, if you would come. The Bible said that when Jerry came to the house of the Lord, or came to the Lord that day when he was coming through the city, and he told him about his daughter. He said, she's, she's near dead. He said, but I know, he said, if you come, and he said, if you'll touch her, she'll be healed. That was Jerry's faith. He said, I believe if you come, she'll be healed. The Bible said as he went his way, you remember the woman with the issue of blood? She got healed on the way. Well, that slowed things down, didn't it? That, that held up the whole process. Well, about the time he got finished with the woman with the issue of blood, here comes some of Jairus' servants said, don't bother the master, she's dead. Too late. And the first thing Jesus did was he turned, he looked at old Jairus and he said, do not be afraid, only believe. Listen, if you want victory in your life, I'll tell you how it comes. You've got to believe. You have got to believe in Christ. He told old Jerry, he said, do not be afraid. Only believe. He said, if you'll believe, if you'll believe. And the Bible said Jesus went there and healed the girl, just like he was going to do to begin with. And they experienced the victory in their life that day. Listen, victory comes. Let me read to you from 1 John. Vicki, would you get a song? 1 John... <laughs> First John chapter number four, number five, verses four and five. Listen to, the, listen to the scripture here. Two verses we're going to finish with tonight. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory 
that overcometh the world, even our faith. Now, that's verse number 4. 1 John chapter number 5, verse number 4. For whosoever was born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Now, that's what your King James Bible says about victory. It tied victory over the world with what? Faith. He said the victory over the world is through our faith. Now, I don't, I don't know if you've, you've took an inventory on your faith lately just to kind of see where it was, right? I, I don't know if God has a faith meter, but, but I'm concerned that, that some of us might not really register very high. But all of the different things that faith does. Right now, I, I believe with all my heart that that middle part of 11 chapter of Hebrews, that little part about Moses, those six, seven, eight verses, was to show us all of the different things that faith did for him. Because he believed God, he got the fruit of commitment and resolve and hope and courage and obedience, and confidence, and ultimately in the end, victory. Why don't we have victory today? Well, if if the reason we have victory is because of faith, the reason we don't have victory is because of the lack of it. And faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, so it all comes back to the Word of God. We stand and sing tonight. I don't know your heart, but I know this. We need faith. We need more faith. We need to allow God to cultivate the faith that is in our heart and to grow it. That we might be the people of God truly that believe Him and see the fruit of that faith revealed through our lives. If you're here tonight and need the Lord, the altar's open. Would you come?